Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Good evening, everybody. Uh, this is the show formerly known as the All Basis Covered Podcast. Uh, we will be having our uh, co-hosts, Josh and Sam, joining us shortly. The uh, show, uh, we decided we needed to rebrand a little bit, so we took a little bit of a hiatus. We are still working on new podcast art as well as a new theme song, uh, but our new show will be titled uh, The Out of Bounds Podcast with uh, Mike, Sam, and Josh. Uh, we got Sam joining in here, dialing in him in now, so we don't have our typical theme music. Um so, but um, we wanted to get launched again before the Super Bowl. So we figured now's a good time to kind of talk about that rebranding. Uh, but in the coming days and weeks, uh, we will have uh, some of this new stuff up as well as hopefully a website coming soon. Sam, how's it going, buddy? You're out of here, out of bounds. <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm good, man. I, uh... I wish I could say I missed you guys, but I really, you know, I just really haven't, you know. No, I really I, don't give a fuck about either one of you. <laughs> so, you know, I wanted to talk, talk to you about this because you're a fan of the of the flagrant podcast, uh, much like I am, Andrew Schultz's podcast. But I, I watched this. I haven't listened to it for a while, if I'm being honest with you. I, I haven't listened to it. But <clears throat> I watched this video on YouTube about how, like, Schultz's popularity has been tanking lately okay and they were talking about the podcast specifically and then they went into detail about how like like schultz has just been kind of a dick to his guests and like how it's almost impossible to get a word in and then i started watching some of the shit and you said it a while ago but akash is a fucking douchebag cocksucker i told you Dude, you said it. It sounds you like you, honestly. Always cock-blocking me and Sam. Wow. Here we go. Yep. Sounds Here about right. Sounds about right. All right. Glad glad to have Josh back, kind of. Not really. He can go fuck himself, so, too. So the one thing I was going to point out about that podcast, you know, I, I told you before, is that I think they're only interested in getting their point of view through the guests, like having the guests whatever they do, whatever events they're part of, fights, games, matches, yeah. whatever. And then they want to be able to ask every question under the sun, uh, you know, that they have planned for. It's kind of, right. it is annoying because guests are like, dude, like, it's supposed to be like, you know, playful banter, back and forth. None of that, yeah. really. No, not, not at all. And, like, I saw this one clip of Akash at a comedy show I guess one guy wasn't laughing at his jokes in the audience and he was kind of on his phone, like texting or something. And he got super pissed on stage. He was like, the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of here then. Uh, like just was like, and the guy just kind of like looked up from himself like, what the fuck, man? I'm just, I'm here in the show. I just don't think it's that funny. I would have been like, listen, I'm posting a Google review on how bad your fucking jokes are, bro. Just let me finish. I was going to say, it's, it's his hard-earned money that he actually bought the fucking tickets. He should be able to do what the fuck he wants to while he's there. Yeah, exactly. It's, he wasn't recording right. the show. I mean, dude, he's not phone. Dave Chappelle. He's not Dave Chappelle right. where the, he asks everybody to put their phones away and yeah. shit like that. Like, it's not – he's not He's not close to being Dave Chappelle, so he has no reason no. to be pissed. He's not even, like, on a 
on a level of like someone yeah, that he's not like, a D list. He's not even a D lister. He's not a D lister. No, he's like a yeah, C and maybe C. Did he just get a Netflix special? I think so, but no, Netflix gives specials out to yep. everybody. They're You're like right. That, that just bumped sure. him up one notch. Speaking of which, one of my buddies from high school has a, a part in a Netflix special as a comedian. And okay. if I know he can make it, then, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, no offense, but, like, Netflix is taking fucking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently they're talking about how Flagrant got too big for their britches. Like, once they got, you know, popular and started making money, the whole the whole theme of the podcast kind of changed. Are, are we going to have that problem, guys, if we, if we start making it big? Are we all going to become assholes again? I mean, I, I can speak for myself, but not for you, Mike. You're always going to be an asshole. Thank you. So are you. Yeah, I'm so always going to be an asshole. I'm sorry. It's just the way I am. <laughs> sorry, we were just all well, born guys, this way. It's been a while, man. Uh, so hopefully uh, we'll get a theme song that's workable soon, and uh, we'll get some good podcast art. Uh, but it's it's kind of good to be back. It's um, it's we've missed a lot of shit to talk about. I mean, there's been a lot of stories that have popped up. Uh, I mean, fuck, man. I just how uh, Josh, I wanted to ask you. Get out of your mouth and speak. Listen. Again, with the gay jokes, again, I told you about this shit. It's not going to fly with the fucking sponsors, okay? I didn't say anything gay. I just said, get the, get the dick out of your mouth. That's what it sounds like. Anyway. To, to, Josh, to, Josh's, you know, to Josh's support, and we could get a different type of sponsor, right, per se? Yeah, I mean, they got them little blue shoes and Viagra talking about big dick, you know? Great. <laughs> Yo, so, but Mike, anyways, we lost, we lost out like the playoffs. We missed out on the NBA trade deadline. We missed, we missed out, out on quite a bit. But the place I was going to start before Josh decided to make his stupid ass fucking comment was WWE news and how deep just Vince McMahon and like the executives, or do you think there's other players involved? Like there's triple H involved in it somehow. Is there other wrestlers that have not been named yet? Is it, is how much shit's gonna come out? So I was I was talking about this with my buddy, and and uh, you know one of the things that that we both spoke about was like even if it was wrestlers, like let's say the older ones, keep in mind like you're not faxing uh, things over in the '90s and the early 2000s. Like text messages from that is not really is not really uh, uh, found often, um, but like they're not gonna get caught. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I don't think they're going to get caught unless Vince McMahon leaks or a couple of the other people start saying stuff. Uh, but what I'm hearing is, is with TKO, they might they might go in and just fire everybody in that whole like group, like Bruce Pritchard, Triple Eight, uh, Michael Hayes, all them people. Everybody knew what was going on with this McMahon. I mean, he's shown that. that would literally do that. It would be the end of, of like, uh, our era of wrestling, really, if that happened. Especially if Triple H goes, I, I wonder how much of a mass exodus will there be. But WWE is the only profitable promotion right now because AEW is bleeding money, and they are not getting any more viewers. So it's not like – And they're, hope, they're hope, AEW's hoping that this whole Vince thing will get them more views, but it's really not. Yeah. If WWE plays it right – 
they're still going to be able to retain a certain percentage of their viewers, right? Well, yeah, and oh, especially I, if I the Triple H continues to call the shots. I mean, I think he's got the respect of everybody in that locker room or a lot of people. And if you fire everybody, then you obviously have to go with guys that know about the wrestling business. And who's it going to be then, The Rock? Because right now The Rock looks like yeah. his booking style is Vince McMahon, uh, where, you know, I, I think only because of the amount of pushback did it change to Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns in Philadelphia. Everybody was pissed at The Rock, and I think they had to change it on the fly. But if The Rock is in charge of all the booking decisions, does is he does, is he Vince McMahon 2.0 where he's bringing in all the old stars or just calling his number all the time? No, I mean I I think they played it perfectly out okay. the way it should should have is I think The Rock noticed that like hey look this isn't going well they're billing everybody's Cody 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 we're gonna have to pivot if not WrestleMania is not gonna be WrestleMania. So I think he he was actually pretty smart on how he did it and what he did for it. So you you don't so think I don't think you he, think he I don't planned think he can be Vince McMahon two point oh. Okay. You do you think that was planned though? You don't think that was if if the crowd hadn't reacted that way, he's not giving Cody the spot. That's what I'm trying to say though, right? He no, pivoted. No. Much like no, remember when Batista won the Royal Rumble. And everybody was booing because it was supposed to be Daniel Bryan's turn. And then Daniel Bryan ended up winning the title at WrestleMania 30. They, because they saw that visceral reaction. But that's the problem is it should have been Cody Rhodes all along. The Rock and Roman, we could have gotten sometime else or, you know, build it after uh, WrestleMania for SummerSlam or something. And it never really made sense. No, I think everything went to shit when CM Punk got hurt, right? Okay. Yeah. It was agree. always to going agree. to be it threw, it threw the plans off completely. Everything, yeah, it, everything was supposed to be Roman versus Cody, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. That was going to be the two main events for night one and night two. Okay. CM Punk got hurt, so they're like, "How can we make this big again? Like, what what can we do? Hey, let's yeah. bring the Rock in because we've been teasing them for." the last year and a half about trying to do this Roman versus Rock match, right? So when the plans fell through, that's what they were going, but then they heard the crowd and they had to pivot and do the AKA Daniel Bryan. They had to change things up because that was, that's what makes business sense. That's what the fans want. Wrestling is about what the fans. It's not about... Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. No, I wanted just... to point out one thing. So, so the, rock, the, rock, the Rock is in movie star shape he's not in wrestling shape by any means so right. he may look okay but like it's going to take him time to get back into wrestling shape right so yeah. like i think well, they, they talked about a tag team match at, at, at elimination chamber too of like cody and maybe seth rollins make him a guest referee, right make him a guest referee yeah or or i mean technically what you could have done and i thought this was the way they were going to do it is you had uh, the Rock come out, challenge Roman Reigns or whatnot. Roman Reigns says, I want The Rock. That yeah. match would have been for head of the table, not for a title. Let's see who the, right. who the main person in the family is, right? And yeah. as soon as that contract was signed, then they could have said, 
Then Cody could have came out. Look, I told you, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw you over. I'm gonna make you lose everything you have. First, it's head of the table. Next is your world championship because I'm challenging you for the for the world championship match. So they they could have Roman wrestle night one and night two if they wanted to. That would have been great booking and a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I think. I think they're making the right decision. I, I also, I loved the press conference. I thought that was great. And then I, I still loved that. Like the rock slapped Cody Rhodes. And there was a section of people that thought that Cody, that the rock was actually pissed and that it wasn't right. part of the show at all. And I'm like, really guys, really? Like how long have they been doing it's this shit? Scripted. Like, Everything's scripted. Yeah. People are like, Oh no, the rock's this really is mad. MMA. Come on. Right. And he's like, The Rock's really mad. Did you see him cut down Triple H? It's part of the show. It's a part of the show. Fuck's sake, man. I, um, I, I, but I truly do think that Cody Rhodes is, like, probably the face of WWE moving, moving forward. And, like, right all the now. stuff that's going on with Vince, this is all smoke and mirrors for, for the general public that wants to pull away from hearing what's happened, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I think I think if if more and more stuff comes out about Vince, which I think is going to happen, he might he might land on the same aspect as the Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Cosby. Dude, Randy Orton's definitely you know? on that list for sure. Why? <laughs> How do you think because, Randy Orton's on that? Randy Orton's just like an asshole, bro. Like he used to shit in people's gym bags, and like he was just a terrible human being when he came in. Like, I like Randy, and he didn't come in that long ago. Yeah, but Sean no, I mean Michael, you're right. Randy, Randy's yeah. always been kind of an asshole. I mean, I've heard a story that um, somebody seen him at a gym and and they were trying to like take pictures secretly, and Randy Orton came up like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Because like, I'm gonna beat your ass if you don't fucking delete these photos. And and he told the person, "If you would have came up to me and just asked me, I would have probably yeah. took a picture of you with you. Yeah. But you doing it behind like that? No, fuck you." Yeah, I, I want to see who's on that list moving forward. I mean, because based on what they're saying, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Hey, uh, no, yeah, no, Josh, I wanted to tell you here, Josh, I just thought about this, but I, I wrote a looks like for you. And uh, so when Jason comes on. No, 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 no. Well, th- th- yeah, I could go that go that route, but that's not, I'm not going to be too on the nose. I I wrote, Josh looks like the guy at Hooters who elbows you and says, that's what I'm talking about. Totally him. That's totally him. <laughs> and, and, and the reason why I said to Jason Kelsey is when he was at the, the game in the suite with a shirt off. Oh, yeah. I that had so many people good. send me a picture of him like, hey, I found Corral. Look at him. Yeah. I was one of those people that sent it to you. Yes. yes. There we go. Yes. You're one of like 15 people. Even my wife said you looked like Jason Kelsey months ago. That is true. Yeah, she's like, oh, Josh looks like Jason Kelsey. She first said Travis Kelsey, and I showed her. I'm like, no, not Travis Kelsey, right? She's like, oh no, Jason Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately switch right gears. The... What? No, I said immediately yeah. switch gears to get the right oh, Kelsey. Yeah. Yes, immediately. Oh, yeah. We had to get the right Kelsey. Definitely. I think there's no way this guy can pull fucking uh, Tre- uh, Taylor Swift. Come on. 
Oh God! Well, yeah, I really, we got, I really I, think I, I think the Taylor Swift thing's an NFL PR stunt to increase, uh, you know, viewers and 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 all that. You're not the only one that thinks that, man. Even uh, what's Me? her face, Paige Van Zant, was saying it on her podcast that she thinks oh, it's shit. all set up, like it's a, not a real relationship. Yeah, and, and, uh, and I can I mean, totally see it because... casually breaking up in a couple of months too. Yeah, right after the Super Bowl. Yep, or, and then or, there's a song that comes out about him after, right? That, oh, that becomes be a platinum-selling song, right? Yeah. <laughs> or or does it uh, link to if the the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, does he go down on one knee and propose with another ring? Oh, don't even Bowl. do it. Oh, oh no. There it is right there. Come on. Right there. You're That's out of like bounds on that one, asshole. Down. As the confetti's coming down, he's on he's on one fucking knee. Oh no, he's gonna do it on the platform when they're all handing out the Lombardi Trophy. She's gonna be on there with him, and he that's what he's gonna do it because he'll win oh, the MVP mother. for the game. Motherfucker, calling it. Motherfucker. You know, I mean, dude, I you could the MVP it in so trophy much. in one hand, I got the Lombardi Trophy in the other, and I got the oh. ring on my cock for you, baby. Let's go. Or, or like he could have he could have Mahomes bring him the ring like like on some sort of like Hollywood fucking scripted shit you know yeah yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> fucking shit man it makes um, it makes you wonder right yeah I do wonder I do wonder um, <clears throat> but but to your Josh, point did you hear uh, the news about, did, you hear the latest, did you hear the latest news Josh about Ohio State. Oh, yeah, Chip Kelly's coming, baby. Chip yeah, Kelly. Chip Kelly's Love the it. OC. Chip Kelly's the new yeah, OC. Left UCLA as a head coach, took a demotion. How shitty is that UCLA job that you left a head coaching position at a Power well, 5 it, conference school to go be OC? Isn't UCLA, move, isn't UCLA moving to a, a different uh, division? The Big Ten. Yeah, they're coming to the Big Ten. Yeah. And, and so, I, I mean, think, they're going to lose anyways why. when they get there. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, and and that's why I think he left. I think he knew he was like, "Hey, my team's not good enough to compete, so I'm gonna get probably fired anyway next year." Um, so why Might not well go ahead and big get an now. coordinator job? What's that? I said, "Might as well join the Big Ten now, right?" Yeah. Exactly. Yep, exactly. I, I think I think he's gearing up to maybe take that program over. No. If he gets in that offense and he's any successful, why no they no. either leave? I I think that's that's what Chip Kelly's move is. No, dude, Ohio State's not going to hire Chip Kelly. What what has Chip Kelly done since leaving Oregon, which was already ready made for him? If now a lot of people okay. don't know, that. and Ohio State is too. That's what you gotta you gotta realize. Ohio State's ready made like Oregon was. UCLA, yeah. he had to take over a program that wasn't very good. That's the difference. But look, all right, I okay, I will give you that, okay. But Chip Kelly, okay, yeah, he went forty-six and seven at Oregon before leaving for the Philadelphia Eagles job. He had started to come around at UCLA after after a couple so-so seasons. He went eight and four in twenty twenty-one. He went nine and four in twenty twenty-two. And then they were eight and five this past year. So they were about, they were what usually what UCLA is when they're decent 
football program. They're an eight to nine win but, team. But they're, play, they're, but they're playing, Mike. They're playing in a weaker conference now, right? They, they were. They were. Yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a good point. They were. They're playing in a, the Pac-12. Although this year the Pac-12 was pretty strong overall. But yes, you're right. Overall, they were pretty weak, and now you're going to go to a conference where you're just you're. It's going to be brutal. I, I think I I believe but, that. Uh, I, I think that UCLA, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I have to pull up their schedule. I think they have one of the tougher schedules in all of football next year. It's uh, and I think UCLA draws either Ohio State or 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 Michigan. They do. But no, yeah, they, they play Ohio State. State. Here's UCLA's schedule. Here, they're at LSU. They got Oregon. So it's uh, so let's start it from the beginning. They're at Hawaii. Then they're they're home for Indiana. They're at LSU, home for Oregon, at Penn State. Then they're home for Minnesota, at Rutgers, by week, at Nebraska. Then they're play Iowa, at Washington, USC, and Fresno State. So they don't play Ohio State or Michigan, but they have to play Penn State. But that's still a pretty brutal schedule. But, I mean, so listen, on that list, like Nebraska and Rutgers, even those are not winnable games for UCLA at this point. Well, no, and Nebraska's going to be better. Rutgers was a bowl team this past year, and they're both road games. So that's going to be difficult. And UCLA finished uh, with the 82nd-ranked recruiting class in the country this past year. And they, and they lost their uh, quarterback recruit, too. Yeah. Yep. Their, their number one quarterback. He left. Where did he end up signing at, Josh? I can't remember. I'll talk okay. All right. Well, so but like we, I, said, I, I think I think it's a smart move by Chip Kelly. I think yeah. it, if Ryan Day either moves on to the NFL or something like that, I think I think Ohio State would probably look at him to take over. Okay, I don't think so, but uh, I you know I could be wrong. Not so fast, my friend. I think college like. Swapping coaches and and things of that nature, and mo- the movement in college is a lot more normal than it is in like the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, he might do well there. Who never, you never know. And Ryan Day might n- take the step and be out somewhere else. Well, you know why? Uh, you, you know how they were able to get Chip Kelly to agree to this too. I I think Josh has a point. I do believe Chip Kelly's angling for a better job, just not the Ohio State job. I don't think that's where he's going to go. But Ryan Day played at New Hampshire when Chip Kelly was the OC there. Oh, okay. So they got a connection. Yeah, they got a connection. So, um, you know, it should be interesting uh, to see how this plays out. Um, it's, you know, the big, the biggest of the big-time programs, your Alabamas, your Ohio States, your Georgias, they tend to get – ex-head coaches come be coordinators for them. You know, you saw it at Alabama. They had Lane Kiffin, who had been head coach at Tennessee and at USC, and then, you know, took, went down to Alabama. Steve Sarkeesian, uh, they had Bill O'Brien there. So Bill O'Brien, the yeah, top, just recently Bill O'Brien, right? Yeah, yeah, just recently. Yep. So the top of the top programs, you're like your top five programs. You know, like I mentioned, Ohio State. Michigan, Alabama, 
Georgia. They'll, they'll go, maybe Texas will go and get, they can get former head coaches come be assistants there. Um, Michigan just signed Wink Martindale as their defensive coordinator. He was the Ravens' longtime defensive coordinator and just recently was the Giants' defensive coordinator. So, um, you know. Yeah, but he uh, wasn't very good. So, I, I think yeah. that's going to really hurt Michigan. It might be. might be. But I, I – I would say watch out for Ohio State. I think I think Will Howard is going to start this year, and I think whoever wins between Noland and then the other kid, uh, Julian um, Sayer uh, from Alabama, that's the future of the program, one of those two guys, because whoever doesn't get the backup job to Will Howard or whoever, you know, um, ends up. Uh, being, you know, the starter after Will Howard leaves, the other one's going to transfer out. So, No, I think Devin Brown and Luke Kleinholz are both going to transfer out after this year. Now, 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 now they will. Yeah, you're right, they will. But I, I also don't think that Aaron Nolan's going to sit around and be back up Julian Sayer and vice versa, right? So I think one of those guys will transfer out whoever doesn't win the starting job next year. So I have to say it almost it almost reminds me of when uh after JT Barrett left and yeah. you had Joe Burrow and you had Dwayne Haskins fighting yeah. for that job and Dwayne Haskins won and Joe Burrow transferred out. Yep. It's funny, hey, I read I, an article, Mike, today, um about yeah. how Arch Manning they were expecting a lot of people were expecting him to transfer because Steve Sarkazian just named uh, what Q Inc. Uh, Ewers, uh, the starting QB, right? QB one. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people were but, expecting him to actually transfer as well. But uh, you know what? He's only a red shirt. He would only be a red shirt freshman this year, so he would still start as a sophomore. So I, I, I it makes sense. You know, uh, Ewers decided he wanted to come back, and I think. I think if Ewers had come out this year, he probably would have been a second-round pick, maybe a third-rounder. But if he blows up – More like a project? Takes, a, a project if QB? He takes, what's that? A project QB? Not a project QB, but I don't think Ewers is going in the first round. I think he probably would have been a second-round pick, maybe, maybe a third-round pick this year. But he can definitely boost his stock to a top-ten pick next year depending on what he does this year. But we got Mets calling in. Uh, we haven't talked to hey, him for a while. So we're before, to... One more question before we bring Mets in. Yeah. You can bring him in and I can still ask. Okay. Go ahead. Ask the question. So um, uh, go- going back to, like, picking quarterbacks and stuff like that, do you, do you think J.J. McCarthy is a first-round draft pick? No, if someone drafts him in the first round, they're fucking stupid and have a terrible front office. But okay. we can also talk to Mets about this, about uh, QB drafts. Uh, we wanted to bring him in, not to talk, uh, not to just talk about betting uh, today, but we were going to play the looks like game with Mets. Uh, we are also going to talk Super Bowl. And while we're on the topic, we can go ahead and talk draft quarterbacks. So without further ado, uh, here is Mets calling in. What's up, buddy? Fellas, long time, no talk. What's going on? What's happening, man? Man, we're just trying to, trying to rebrand here and trying to trying to get a get a name that's not already taken by twenty different podcasts. So you know, just uh, doing our thing. 
<laughs> I like what you guys doing out here. Every time I get on this thing, it's always a, a, a good time, always a blast. Can't wait to talk about what you're talking about now, which I was hearing about the draft and quarterbacks. Hold on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was asking him about J.J. McCarthy, Mitch, and how, uh, you know, Harbaugh Yo. was like, he's a first-round quarterback, and I don't believe that. Oh, that's so shit. Tough. That's, that's definitely cool. I, yeah, I don't believe that. I, I had that quarterback, quarterback. But I'm going to be honest with you. I've been, since, you know, I'm in a lot of um, fantasy, dynasty um, teams and stuff like that. So the quarterback thing has been, like, a thing I've been trying to study. And this year is looking, it's looking, you know, promising, I, I can say. There's a couple of iffy quarterbacks I've been seeing, watching the Senior Bowl, watching Bo Nix. Um oh. You know, the J.J. McCarthy thing you're talking about now, too, is he a first-rounder? Now, you know how the league is starving for quarterbacks. I honestly think somebody's going to, you know, go up and, and get him in the first round. There's, there's like, you know, really? question marks. Yeah. Keep in mind with him, Christian Sonder. His style of play oh, reminds me. The Vikings quarterback? I remember him. Yeah, he reminds me of Christian Ponder. I, he I reminds just, me I of Hackenberg, bro. Ooh, Hackenberg's another good one. What about uh, 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 what? Oh fuck! What was the other name? Uh, uh, Jake Locker. Jake Locker's another one. Yeah. Jake Locker. Oh, wasn't that that was Titans one? That was Titans, yeah. And Ponder was Vikings quarterback for for a hot minute. Now he's more known for having a hot wife than he is for ever playing in the NFL. So, um, yeah. he had a couple <laughs> of coffee in the NFL, but uh. No, I don't. I don't see it with JJ McCarthy. You know, a lot of guys look good in college. Caleb Williams is another guy that looks good in college. I don't know if his game translates to the NFL level. Now, this is something that me and Mitch disagree on vehemently about because Mitch is a big fan of Caleb Williams. I guys, what I see, and someone pointed it out to me, and I can't unsee it, is Caleb Williams reminds me a lot of Johnny Manziel. He makes a lot of throws. Ooh, he, he makes, yeah, yeah, money bag. He makes a lie. lot of throws I, I, that are not going to fly in the NFL. He makes a lot of throws off balance, uh, cross body into double coverage. And in college, he gets away with it. And because he has really good receivers, they make him look good. Uh, much like when Johnny Manziel would throw up no. to Mike Evans, would jump balls to Mike Evans and triple coverage, and Mike Evans would come down with it. They'd be like, oh, my God, what a you throw like right now. Leave it there. All right, this is my rundown on him, on no. Caleb. Caleb, Drop it. the thing Go. that he's going to have a problem, the no. thing he might have a problem with in the NFL is working in structure. He can okay. make all those those off-balance, throws the the arm talent is there he can he can you know wow you with uh things that's off structure the only the and the problem the only problem he's probably might gonna have is just you know standing in the pocket looking looking for the read looking for the right person in that in that um certain play and that's not a bad thing to have i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say that's a that's a, a horrible thing to have from the start um because if you can yeah. make all the hard throws, I'm 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 pretty sure that you can hunker down and learn how to you know uh, uh, throw things in timing and and stuff like that. So I get I, I totally get what you're saying. I'm not gonna lie, I totally get what you're saying. But depending on where he goes and yes. if he goes to the Bears, 
Um, they don't have the great line, so uh, he's going to have to be probably throwing off structure, and that's going to be good for them at that time. Um, and depending on yeah. if they can, you know, uh, structure the the offensive game planning for him, I'm pretty sure he's going to, you know, be 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 good. Be, be top top ten, top top five, maybe, maybe. top ten. So, so, so what worries me the most about Caleb Williams? Yeah. If you if you go back to USC's bowl game, and you heard some of these players say, "We're a team now. We're a team," and Caleb mm-hmm. Williams wasn't there. What what I'm hearing is Caleb Williams isn't a leader, and he's not going to be able to lead a team. So if that translates right into the NFL, saying I heard about like Mike said, Johnny Manziel, he is just I don't think he's a leader that's going to lead that team. Okay. Um, so I got a question for you, Matt. Yeah. So do you think that Caleb Williams needs like a a system? He's a system quarterback, so he needs everything to work in his favor in order to be a successful quarterback? Or do you think that he, you know, he can still go out there, be a C.J. Stroud, and, and, and sling it with, like, the last place Texans the year from the year before? Do you think that he can be a system quarterback, or he or do or does he need to be that that um, Wilson? Remember when Wilson came out? He was that, you know, can do some crazy passing, like um, – you know, throw off structure, arm talent is there. Well, that's a tough one. I mean, like I said. But no, I, 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 think, I, I think real quick, real quick, sorry, Matt. I, don't mean I think Sam's question was more of does he need to go to a perfect situation or is he the kind of guy that can elevate a franchise? So much like Burrow did with the Bengals and Stroud did with the Texans, or is he, or is he more like Brock Purdy where he has to be surrounded by talent to be successful? Oh, um, no, he can. He definitely can make people around him successful. It, he's he's that type of quarterback. Because if he can if he can give extra time in the pocket, there's more receivers that can be open. Um, that that will bode well for the receivers. He can de- he definitely can up up the receivers game. That's for sure. Um, again, it's going to depend on landing spot. But I'm 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 telling you, he's. That talent is it's hard to say no to. It's he has that the thing is different with Mahomes. He can do it in structure and without structure. But he has that Mahomes type arm talent where he can make these baseball throws and it's like, is that even a football in his hand? Like he can just throw it yeah. crazy like that. Like so no, yeah, I, he, yeah, he, he can definitely up the receivers games. He's definitely and, and, that, and look no. what the receivers are though. Look, all right, yeah. if you go to the Bears, look what the receivers are. We have more, um, more. You can throw it five yards. He'll take it. He'll take it thirty-five, forty yards. He's that type of receiver. Um, he can also work yeah. intermediate routes and 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 long routes, but that's easy. He could turn a five to a forty. Tyler Scott. Um, he's just like um, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the other receiver that's on the Bears? Um, uh, Mooney. Mooney. Not Mooney. Mooney. Yeah, he's just the skinny image of Mooney. Skinny. Yeah. Fast, they're like around 175 pounds, but they're tall. Um, yeah, he could just take the take the top off the defense. You think you think Caleb can't can't make that throw for him? Can't can't get out the pocket? Give him an extra five, uh, give him an extra two seconds to make that that long throw? Of course, he can make Tyler Scott better. And I think they're gonna get another. Yeah, but the, bear, the Bears aren't have that. Justin Fields. 
right? Sorry? They already have a quarterback that can give these receivers an extra two seconds, and it's still not working. The thing with yeah, and DJ Moore, DJ Moore is, is evidence of, of 1,300 yards and eight touchdowns, right? The thing with Justin Fields is, like, we they tried to make him a quarterback who can work in the system. Because, yeah, he can make those, those you know, uh, out of crazy throws, give you time. But there's times where you've got to work inside the system. I think Caleb has that. He, he, can, he can get better than that. I think he has that talent. He has that IQ that he can get better than that. But here, here's the big but we've seen it with Fields. We've seen three years or four years worth, and it just isn't. It just isn't giving the Bears' offense that that uh that upside. All right, so I've got, I've got two questions on that. Yeah, not to not to cut you off. We're gonna move this forward real quick, Matt. So we want to get to the Super Bowl preview and talk some of that. But I want to play the looks like game with you. Uh, we got a couple of these ready. Uh, so, uh, Sam, you're going to appreciate this one. Does Nick Wright look like he sends DMs on Instagram saying, look what you're missing out on, accompanied by a picture of him alone at his apartment holding two beers? Before you even <laughs> go there, who's Nick Wright? Hold on. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kyler Murray looks like the dream a kid in a Disney movie has about being a high school quarterback. <laughs> um, let's see. Does Adam Silver look like white Tony Dungy? Oh, for sure. That's a good one. Does anybody got O'Connell? Aiden O'Connell one? He looks like so many oh, things. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, what, what was the one I sent you, Mitch? Aiden O'Connell looks like his dad's a retired police chief. Who yeah. keeps asking him, why do you keep wasting your time playing this football game? <laughs> nah, he totally does look like that, man. You, you, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Adam Silver looks like he could be a stunt double for Powder. Yes, <laughs> for Powder. <laughs> oh oh God. Um, let's see. Here was another one that I had uh, written down here. Um. Urban Meyer looks like the guy that has to have a bigger lawnmower than his next door neighbor. <laughs> the Florida guy for sure. yeah. Does Travis Kelsey look like a backup dancer at an Usher concert? I'm gonna say no to that one. No, I'm gonna go ahead and say no on that one too. Is that is that with the mustache or without the mustache? I think with the mustache for sure. For sure. Oh, man. I'm a big fan of Usher. I don't know about that one. <laughs> he might be a backup dancer in living color, but not Usher. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. Um, oh, God. Uh, Jay, you, guys, you guys know who Jay Glazer is, right? The host on Fox Football. Yeah. Right? He looked like Carlos Boozer. <laughs> yeah, this one might be even better. Yeah. Jay Glazer looks like the Mucinex booger come to life. Oh. <laughs> or the Michelin Man tire. You know the tire yeah. mascot? <laughs> Yo, uh, Yo, his family's super rich, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Um, does Nick Sirianni look like he yells at other dads while watching Little League games? For sure. Totally. Totally, hundred percent. For sure, Nick Sirianni looks like the backup pizza pizza boy driver 
for like Domino's or Pizza Hut or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he definitely scolded the, the coaches for not putting his son in the game, for sure. And uh, here's the last one. Does Skip Bayless look like a retired figure skating champion? He looks like a re- retired figure skating judge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's probably better. A judge a judge for the figure skating championship is definitely better. Is definitely better. So you guys that was what it looks game. like, game. We haven't we haven't brought that out in a while. And speaking of the looks like game, I know it's a little off topic, but it's kind of in the it's kind of relevant. I w- I saw this shit on the podcast. I don't know if you guys know the brand Lululemon. But yes. Lululemon yeah. apparently got its name. The the owner uh is extremely prejudiced. So he created Lululemon because he wanted a brand name that Asians couldn't pronounce. So that's Damn. why that, he that really? Lululemon. Lululemon. That's really yeah, real. that's real. Hundred percent real match. And and you know the thing is, guys, I kinda like Lululemon products. Like their joggers, like their workout joggers are super comfortable. Wow. I did not yeah, know that. I mean, does here I hated what? Tommy um Tommy Hilfiger because we didn't want black people wearing his clothes, but now I found something yeah, else. Well now <laughs> now Lululemon just doesn't want Asians. So like does that make me an Uncle Tom? Like if I wear Lululemon stuff, am I an Uncle Tom for wearing that because 'Cause I'm Asian? Like I don't like mm-hmm. or... You know that was new to me that you're Asian until you switched your name on um yeah. on a- <laughs> Yeah. I just want to point that yeah, out. I, you know, that, I, I think that makes you a little bit of an Uncle Tom, man. Yeah. What's What's the Asian version of Uncle Tom, though, Sam? Would that be like? Would I still be an Uncle Tom, or would be Would I be like Uncle Wong? You'd be Uncle Wong, bro. <laughs> You'd be Uncle Wong. Okay. Or, right. or Jackie Chan. Or Jackie Chan. Okay. Isn't Uncle he like Jack- Uncle Jackie? <laughs> You're definitely no, not Uncle Jackie, definitely bro. On that one. <laughs> you don't even sound Asian. I, I well, I'm I'm only half Asian, just the good half. The other part of me is white. Oh, no. So German, no, German and Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> when he means the good half, I'll let your imagination do the work. <laughs> it's definitely not his brain, for sure. Oh, you fucking asshole! What a oh, dick! What a Dick. All right. Well, touche. Good one there. Um, what an asshole. Uh, all right. So we. Hey, you can't say. Hey, Louis. You can't Yo. say dick or asshole. That could be considered as gay jokes. I'm just saying. Listen, I just I called somebody a dick. I didn't say it. Sounds like you have a dick in your mouth. A completely different <laughs> term of use there. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> All right, Super Bowl's coming up. Chiefs and 49ers. Uh, I kind of want to – let's go around the room here. I want to – let's start here. Josh, who are you picking here? Dead air. Uh, I mean, I I hate to say, but, I mean, I I think we're going to see a Tay-Tay celebration at the end of the the game with a ring on her finger. So, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. NFL script. Damn. Okay. All right, Chiefs. All right, uh, Sam. Who are you picking? Shani got got to get it done, bro. 
he, he's going to be forever known as like the Bills of the NFL, you know, from a head yeah. coaching perspective. He has he has to win this one. So I'm Mark rooting Levy. for. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But like, Mark Levy did other shit besides just NFL, though. He was like an well, innovator long, for, the, for the, the league. As long yeah. as the 49ers don't get up like 28 points, I think we're good. Yeah. So I, I believe I believe that the Niners will squeak this one out, but. I mean, it doesn't take anything away from Taylor Swift and Kelsey and Mahomes, but you guys, good luck next year. All right, Mitch, what about you? Who are you taking? Man, um, how can you, how can you like, not bet on Mahomes to do it again? He's doing it with less lesser receivers than last year, probably a little bit the same uh, addition with Rice in there. Um, defense is going crazy. Got Snead on the corner, just doing an amazing job. Line is doing an amazing job, I'm, uh, and and you know what's you know what's crazy? I I really like Purdy. I like how everybody like you know um, downplays his success and what he's been doing on the field. And I would love for Purdy to prove everybody wrong here. But come on, yeah. this is the ultimate test right now. This is like almost the our Tom Brady in, of this generation right now. You you just can't count. Mahomes out. He just figures this out every yeah, single but you time. Know what? Even, go. even Brady, even Brady lost in the Super Bowl. So yeah, to my Manning guy, twice. of course. Yeah, to Eli Manning yeah, twice and Nick fucking Foles. Mm-hmm. Of all people, but come Nick on, Foles. that's a once in a lifetime. So I mean, to of... lose to Purdy is is his Nick Foles right there, right? <laughs> wow, that's doing Brock <laughs> dirty, man. That's doing wow. Brock dirty. That's doing him dirty, wow. dude. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I I can't count him out. So I'm gonna go with Chiefs, and it's it's okay. the NFL script, you know. You know yeah. Taylor's there. Why why wouldn't we all want to see that? Taylor at the field hugging Travis Kelsey with the ring. She got a Grammy. Ate the oh. Grammys up, by the way. It's Yo, just, unless the, N- unless the NFL, listen, listen, listen. Unless the NFL wants another season of Kelsey and Swift, they're gonna make them lose. Oh. So, oh, that, so that they two. can go run another year and then make a win next year and then he can retire. Fuck that. Basically. No, it's the Bengals' turn next year. It's the Bengals' time. It's their turn. It's Burroughs' turn to get a fucking ring next year. That's what's going to happen. And, and it's in New Orleans, so it only makes sense for the Bengals to go. Oh, yeah. How? There you go. There yeah, you go. it's going to be a really good game, though. I, I, I myself think it's going to be kind of a low-scoring game. Um. Oh, okay. I think what the numbers right now is forty-seven point five. Um, I can see it a little bit lower than that. Um, definitely think it's going to be a lower type game. I see a lot of running with McCaffrey and um, Isaiah Pacheco in there. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a little bit of a low-scoring game. I'm looking, we're looking at probably like twenty-seven. Uh, okay. You know, 27-20, 21 or you know around there. So before we get to some yeah, of the I was tickets, actually thinking about picking that bet. Yeah. Oh, I, I, okay. I, I was thinking the same thing, Mitch. Is if mm-hmm. you're going to do a parlay, I would take a anytime score with McCaffrey and Pacheco. Hey, listen, thirteen chances. I think that's their suspect on the yeah. line. Hey, fellas, Yo, fellas give, give me give me some prop bets for the Super Bowl, bro. You know what? I was already thinking about that, but I was also thinking about the time when we made a ticket and we were really close so let's see if we can hit that again when we all put our heads together here and um you know let's see if we can hit the big one for the last game of 
of the year. So we're going to start off with, like we were talking about the running game. Now, in order for the 49ers to be successful or to even get to into scoring range, they're going to need McCaffrey. Am I right or wrong on this? Yes. McCaffrey's, McCaffrey's uh, rushing line is 89.5. I'm going to tweak. I think he's going to go over that, of course. But I'm going to tweak that just a tad because he also gets a lot of catches as well. And uh, just for a little bit more information, guys, I'm on DraftKings with this one, so numbers might be a little off. But uh, everywhere else you can, you know, uh, customize the numbering. So I'm going to go McCaffrey for 79.5. That's 80 yards. It's um, minus 165. Boom. That's 80 yards. He he's definitely should get that. Am I, am I off, or, off on that, guys? No, sounds good to me. What do you, you know, perfect, you're, I think. I, I, so we're going to start oh. off with Christian McCaffrey's 79.5. Let's put that on the books first, all right? Not And also, I'm going to also add in Pacheco's 67.5. Like I said, I do think this is going to be a low-scoring low game. The 49ers, even though they're not the greatest at stopping the pass, um, they're also not that they great. They are stopping the run. They are. Uh, but when you're dealing with Mahomes, you kind of have to, like, pay more attention to the pass. So I think it's going to open up a little bit more holes, and you know how angry Pacheco runs. And it's only 67.5, which he's been rushing around the 60, 60, 69, 70s, over in that area. And I do think he passes that, too. I, I, I think both running backs pass their rushing, you know, numbers. So – how do we feel about Isaiah Pacheco passing 67.5? Oh, I feel good about uh, that. No, I agree with that. I think I think he'll get – he might rush for 100 yards in this game. Yeah. I think so. Ooh, that's – I like it. I like the – I like the balls on that one. Okay. So, we got the two – we got we got the two running backs passing their their rushing lines. Okay. We're, we're, we're both going to stick on that. Let's Let's go to receiving yards. I do think this is going to be a Travis Kelsey game. So we're going to get into Travis Kelsey receiving yards, which is 70.5. Me, honestly, I think he's going to get 100. But if it's only 70.5, why not? I, he's he's a number one uh, – it's either him or Rice, but he's a number one um, receiver on that team. He's going to need We're going to need him a lot in order for the Chiefs, which I think is going to win. I'm going to go 70.5 on Travis Kelsey. What do we think about that, fellas? No, I agree with that. Yep. Perfect. And not only – I'm going to also combine that with his receptions, which is 6.5. That's seven. He's definitely getting seven receptions to get to that 70. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Perfect. So we got four right now. Yeah. We're up to we have the both running backs passing their lines. We have the big Travis Kelsey game with seven receptions and going over seventy point five. Perfect. Now I don't this know one why I'm feeling what, this, Mitch. I don't know why I'm feeling this, but I'm feeling a sky more anytime touchdown. That's ballsy. Now we're actually <laughs> trying to go for a hit here. What the odds of that is 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 a little too risky for me to go with these okay. with with these surefire. I think these are surefire hits. 
I would okay. definitely put Sky more in, in on another ticket for sure. I'll put Sky okay. and Tony to do it again. Yeah. yeah. We we can do an outlier for sure. We can do that. No, it's okay. Let's let's stick, let's stick to let's stick to some confidence stuff here. Let's stick to uh, let's uh, what's a uh, question for you, Mitch? What's uh, what is Ayuk's uh, receiving yards total? It is on DraftKings. Wow, they actually lowered it. It was in the 60 area, and now it's 59.5. See, that's the scary thing about the Ayuk thing. I think he could get over it. But Sneed has been playing out of his mind. Yeah, but wouldn't Sneed be on Debo? That's that's a tough one. The Sneed, Sneed only stays in one spot, which is the outer area. He's not okay. more like because with Debo, he's like in he he goes everywhere. He's in That's the slot. True. He's in uh, so the he outer. So he would see a lot of Ayuk then. He would see more of Ayuk on the outside than than yeah. in the inner. Okay. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I I I still think Ayuk gets that, but it's it's on my risky meter. So I was yeah. kind of I was probably gonna go on the line of of going on his receptions. That's okay. where his reception is at. Um, Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk receptions. Sorry about that, guys. One second. Okay. Um, so it's 4.5. Okay. Now it's plus money if he goes over 4.5, negative 140 if he goes under 4.5. Now Ayuk is there their receiver who gets the long balls who can take yeah. you know take it off the top so i can see why they 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 favor him going under 4.5 which i'm on that in myself because again 49ers they have a, a plethora of of receiving of of players i'm on the line of putting it under 4.5 yes okay. but okay. i'm gonna save that for a little bit near, let's see how the whole ticket stands, and then we yeah. can think about you. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, it was very tough for me to even think about that one. Okay. Where I want What's, to go. Uh, one one question no, for you, Mitch. I'm sorry. Where's Where's Racy Rice? Because the 49ers defense has gotten torched by receivers a lot, and their secondary is not the best. It's their front seven that that does a lot of work. So I'm yeah. kind of curious where Rasheed Rice is as far as receiving yards. Now, Rasheed Rice, he is – he's – I was going to go more towards his receptions than his yards okay. because Rasheed Rice, he catches those those uh, short passes and, you know, gets yeah. after the the yard kind of thing. Okay. So, I was going to go I, – I, I for sure was going to put Rasheed Rice. He has 6.5 in the receptions. I'm clicking that. I think Travis okay. Kelsey and Rasheed Rice are the, the top two who gets the the ball, and they've yeah. done it before. I think the last game, um, uh, Travis Kelsey had about more than eight. Rasheed Rice had seven point five, more than seven point five. I think they can do that again. So we are definitely going for the over six point five on his receptions. I would lean there more than his yards because he'll. Because the thing is, the last game that he had, of course, he had um, more than six receptions. He had like seven or eight, but he didn't go yeah. over his um, receiving yards. So okay. I'll 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 definitely rely on the receptions for sure. So yeah, we'll we'll put that definitely. Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice going over their receptions, and I have Travis Kelsey going over his receiving yards. 
perfect. We have five right now, guys. And those five, I like already. Okay. They seem very, very plausible. Now, where I would go as well is – now, this one was a tough one too, but I was going to go with Patrick Mahomes' rushing yards. I think he gets below 25.5. Now, I know that he rushes a lot, but that's when he's underdressed, and that's when the coverage is uh, you know, taking his receivers out, out of the play. I don't think yeah. San Francisco has the the cornerbacks to take the receivers out to play. I don't think he would do a lot of rushing, honestly. I think he's going to be in that pocket just torching them, and okay. he'll give them more rushing to Isaiah Pacheco. Mm. What do you guys think on the 25.5? Because even when he does run, he doesn't really it, it, he doesn't really kill you with the yardage of running. He'll probably get in the 20, 21 areas. But twenty five trying to get twenty six yards, I don't I'm not really into that. I don't think he'll do that. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I don't think I don't think he'll get there. Exactly. Yep. Okay. We'll, right. we'll we'll definitely put the, we'll put that in there. So is that and our flip then? Mitch, is that our is that our money making flip oh, or no, do we got no. we didn't wonder. even get to the we didn't even get to the touchdown portion yet. We're almost there. We got six. Okay. All right. Listen, this is the last game of the year. I think we all want some money. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's get it. Let's go to the touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, okay. you already know we're getting that. Even though it doesn't give you a lot of juice, it's negative 230. We know yeah. he's going to score a touchdown. Either that's passing or rushing. That's for sure. Um, now, from the Chiefs side, what do you guys think who's going to get a touchdown? Travis Kelsey? I think, so too. I think Racy Rice, man. And I also think Pacheco. Mm, okay. You, you know, know they I, like I had to Travis Kelsey, Racy but now Rice I'm thinking that, about it. They got Racy Rice. They like to give him on that little bubble screen from like five yes. and then he runs it in for a touchdown. Okay, we're definitely putting Isaiah Pacheco in. Let's get those two running backs in there. So we have McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco. We need Let's let's put one more in there, maybe two if you guys feel like it. But I do think it's a low scoring game, so I, the I three think, might I be my cap. I think. Did you get rice in there? Racy rice. No, I was I was seeing what we what we're what we're okay. on to that. Does everybody else think that out of Brock Travis Kelsey, down? out of Travis Kelsey, who's more plausible to get that touchdown, Travis Kelsey or Rasheed Rice? Ooh. Yeah, I know it's hard because you would say Travis Kelsey. I uh, know. I think it's Racy Rice because the where the 49ers are strong, that linebacker. I think they have somebody be on Travis Kelsey. That's not to say Kelsey won't have a good game, but if the 49ers have You think they'll the game bill, plan more for him? Yes, I think they'll game plan to take Travis Kelsey out and say, okay, Racy Rice, MVS, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, you guys beat us. We're not letting Kelsey be. Okay. Let's okay. So uh, how many people are on Travis Kelsey? I am. Who who else? Let's do okay. it. Okay. Do it, do it, do it. How many people are on Rasheed Rice? We got one person. Who else? Yeah. Am I the only one? Am I by myself? You might be. You might <laughs> Damn. All right, I guess. <laughs> Sam, are you on the Kelsey train too? 
I'm sorry. It's Yo, my bad, my bad. I'm still everything. here. I'm still here. What up? Are you um, on the Kelsey train? Travis touchdown. Am I on the what? Travis Kelsey, Kelsey touchdown or Rasheed Rice touchdown? Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that all day, baby. Who? What, who? Which one? Kelsey or Rasheed? I'll take. I'll I'll take the I'll take the first one. Okay. Kelsey. All right. All right. I think we all favor here. Rice scores a motherfucking touchdown, and Travis Kelsey does not. I'm coming for all of you. Listen, <laughs> you better go fucking suck on a fat that one. That's up our parlay. I'm you can't say that. Or can you can't say fuck that. your parlay, bro. <laughs> okay. I got a feeling. I got a Taylor Swift feeling. I don't know what to tell you. Right. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. It's in the cards. So, guys, we are at nine. We have Christian McCaffrey going over 79.5. We have Isaiah Pacheco going over 60, 67.5. We have Travis Kelsey receiving yards, 70.5. We have Travis Kelsey receptions, 6.5. We have Rasheed Rice receptions, 6.5. We have Patrick Mahomes going under 25.5 rushing yards. We have Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, and Travis Kelsey's TD. We are at nine. I got one more in there for you guys that I like Rock a lot. Already two plus touchdown. Close. I have them under two forty seven point five. What do we think I about see that? that? Chiefs defense taking is going to probably rule a little bit here. I still think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a Christian McCaffrey game. Even if Christian McCaffrey gets a lot of yards through the air, I still don't think it will be enough for the receivers to take up the rest of it. I think uh, Debo would be getting some rushing yards in there and not receiving yards, so it wouldn't count towards Purdy. I also think um, uh, Brandon Ayuk gets a little shut down here, just a tad. I think he'll be in the 60 area around there, but not more. I don't think Steve will give up that much. Um, Yes, I do also think um, their tight end will get some yards there because I think that's a little bit of the weakness of the Chiefs. But I'm liking Brock Purdy going under 247.5. What do we think about this, guys? Brock Purdy what? Under... Under 247.5 passing yards. Yeah, I'm good with no, that. No, I can see that. I think it's, it's going to be more of a running game anyway. Yeah. Yep. Right there with me, fellas. We are at 10. And with $10, that's $1,210 in your pocket. And honestly, the bet is looking Really good. I also, if I wanted to throw a little bit of juice in it, like I told you guys, it's going to be a low-scoring game. The line yeah. is 47.5. I would tweak the line a little bit, probably put it under 50. Um, let's see, under 50, under, under 50 points, which is negative 149 for the juice. I also add that in, and guess what? Ten If you add that in, $10 will give you $5,000. There, oh, there you go. That's that's money. So hopefully, we're all, all, all making some good that's money. Money, you gotta you gotta send me the 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 ticket also in in sleeper also once you once you place for sure. One. Yeah, we'll get this rolling. And if you're on and and if you guys are on DraftKings, there's a um 
there's a promotion. It's a Super Bowl instant match up to $20. You put the $20 in, they'll give you a bonus $20 if you win or lose. So last thing, because uh, we're running out of time, last thing I want to talk about while we got you here, Match, and, and kind of talk about with Josh and Sam here is Lamar Jackson winning MVP, Kevin Stefanski winning Coach of the Year. Um, do you guys agree with the winners um, for Coach of the Year and MVP? Should Lamar have won MVP? Did Stefanski of the Browns deserve Coach of the Year? Uh, Stefanski, definitely not. I don't think okay. he should have won. Uh, okay. I think I think I should have went to the Texans head coach. Yeah. They that was my thing. Yeah, they weren't expected to finish in the in the playoff, let alone win that division. So got Joe Flacco looking like the second coming of of Joe Montana out there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I mean, the Browns were good enough to win anyway. I'm sorry, that defense it it was really, really good. All you had to do was put a competent quarterback in that offense, and I think it was going to run either way. Uh, I mean, as you can attest, Sam can attest, Joe Flacco was decent with the Jets, but he had some terrible games too. Yeah, he'll he'll definitely lose you the game, which he did through a couple of picks. Well, he did in the playoffs, yeah, with his three pick sixes in a row. Mm-hmm. So that that turned the game pretty quickly. Against, against what team? The Texans, exactly. The Texans. And, yeah. And and guess what? Guess who beat the shit out of the Texans a few weeks prior to that? Was the Browns with mm-hmm. Joe Flacco? Yeah. yeah. So I think, I, like I said, I. Honestly, I would have went with the Texans head coach as the coach of the year. I he went further in the playoffs since the Fantasy. He wasn't supposed to be there. They were they were a year or two out from contending. He got that team contending. Stefanski, that we all knew the Browns the Browns would have been first or second in that division. I called it at the beginning of the year with Deshaun. They were gonna finish first, but unfortunately Baltimore took my uh my glory. Oh. So, all right, let's real quick move to the MVP then. Lamar Jackson basically was near unanimous, 49 first-place votes, one third-place vote. Was that really – was he really that much better than everybody that that he had, that he got that many first-place votes? I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not – I'm not a – I'm not – trying to hate on Lamar Jackson he's a very he's a very good quarterback okay he's he's top tier right but this season he throws for 24 touchdowns seven interceptions 3,678 yards while adding on the ground I uh let's see he rushed for he looks like uh, – I'm trying to find his rushing stats. Here it is. Rushing. He rushed for this year 821 yards on the ground and another five touchdowns. So, you know, you had over 4,000 total yards of offense. Um, but still, the you know, the Ravens were a good team. They were the number one overall seed. But, shit, you know, was his, was his stats that much better? Than Josh Allen this year, Josh Allen. Well, you gotta, the, what? Go ahead. Well, you kind of got to think about it like this: 
I mean, the term MVP kind of changes every year sometimes. It's like most valuable player, or is it like uh, stat, the stat guy? Um, yeah. In the race of the MVP, I remember Brock Purdy being there, which he's, he did a great job this season. But yeah. he tailed off with one of those games where he had like four picks, three picks. He tailed off a little bit. Um, Tyreek Hill was there. He got injured. He was trying yeah. to go for that 2,000-yard season. Also, the MVP isn't like a receiver or a running back type of reward, I guess. I don't I know why. He used to be running back back in the day, right? Back in the Yeah, 70s, I think Sean Alexander was the last one. Was it Sean Alexander? No, well, AP won MVP. Oh, yes. Peterson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that happened. Who else? Dak, Dak was also in there. Dak had an amazing season He finished well. second in the MVP voting, which I think is crazy. He, I, I, I don't know. I just that, – Nah, Dak had stats was pretty good in the regular season. I'm not going to lie. I kind of had to look back at it too, and I'm like, I think they mixed – this year I think they mixed the stats with also how important you are to that team, and Lamar yeah. is pivotal for that team. The that ho- that horse don't go without Lamar. It doesn't Yeah, but it does not. We'll, not with Purdy, it's a little different. Yeah. Cuz with they say the system quarterback and the system around them. They say Sam Darnold could probably do that. Josh Allen though. Where would the Bills be? The Bills aren't winning 11, 12 games without Josh Allen. The Bills are probably I think his six- interceptions. I think Josh interceptions kind of like put him down. How much interceptions did Josh have? Josh Allen had 18. I know it's double digits. 18. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. That that definitely. But he also ran for fifteen touchdowns. He ran for fifteen touchdowns, and he threw for twenty nine touchdowns. How many? So, dude, yeah. damn near. He had forty four total touchdowns this year compared to Lamar with twenty nine. It was definitely the picks. I don't know how QBR works, yeah. but I think Lamar probably had a, li- a little bit of a better QBR due to the like the low picks in his stats. Um, but it was definitely the picks that got Josh out of there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with it. It was either him or or Dak at the time yeah. because again, Dak Dak was scoring crazy. He was throwing like three three or two touchdowns with Lamb, and and Pollard wasn't getting those touchdowns because he was either being stopped at the one or or those giving it to Rico Dattle. God damn it, I had him on my fantasy team by the way. But um, <laughs> but here's the thing I, I would say about Dak: Dak never showed up in the big game. So I, yeah. I agree with Louie. It's a regular season award. No, I get that. I, I think McCaffrey is more important to that 49er team than Dak is. So oh, I would have put, put McCaffrey as number two in, on okay. that list. Not Purdy. I would have had I, – I agree with Lamar Jackson. You take Lamar out of that equation, Baltimore doesn't win the division, right? Also go by it's record. Go, I think they had a better record, no? Yeah. With Baltimore, Lamar, yeah. 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 They were thirteen and four. So Yeah. Yeah. And and they played in the toughest division in football. They For did. Sure. Even if Burrow uh, was hurt. Correct. And out. That I mean every single this is the first time in what, forty years that all four teams had a winning record in the same division? Yeah. Oh really? Damn, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't happened since like nineteen seventy something where all four teams finished above five hundred. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't even notice that one. Okay. But yeah, I, I agree with that one. Now now the one thing I didn't agree in the awards though, comeback player of the year. They gave it to Joe Flacco. Flacco. I thought it was, like, what, five games? I thought it was the other Flacco. Browns quarterback. I thought it was Mayfield. 
Oh, yeah. Or what about DeMar Hamlin? Yeah. Oh, come on. Let's talk DeMar Hamlin. He he only played, what, 10 plays all season? Come on. Come on, man. He died on the field. He died and I get revived. it. I get it. But you've got to play in the game. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll Way to win the game. Thanks, Herm Edwards. Thanks, Herm, for that little sound. Yeah, but I do there. think it, I, I do think Mayfield should have got that one. But okay, who give it? I mean, give it to give it to um, you know. Black and, and I will say, um, I still think Tuka should have won Rookie of the Year. Okay, probably. Wait, probably. Who, who won Rookie of the Year? I'm sorry. Oh, Stroud. Stroud. CJ Stroud. Yeah. Ah, and I'm an Ohio State guy too, but I think Tuka just had a better season, in my opinion. Ah. I don't know, man. You you beat the rookie reception. You have the most receptions as a rookie ever. You've had the most yards as a rookie ever. Just saying. Yeah. It's a QB and award. And you have two for Cup. It is a QB a number award. Two. It's a QB award, man. Oh, well, All right, it's QB. It's, it's a hard, one, the hard thing. It's a QB award. Yeah. Wait, guys. Wait, guys. I'm sorry. I know you're running out of time. I just have one more thing that I want to ask yeah. from you guys. And I know we're okay. out of the draft. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I missed the draft call. But everybody, give me your one sleeper in the draft. Oh, I got mine ready ready to go. Tory Holton, Tory Horton, uh, wide receiver, Colorado State. Let me write that down because <laughs> I, I haven't done my work yet, but I'll be looking at that <laughs> for sure. Tory Horton, okay. Anybody else? No, I, I haven't really paid attention so far. Other sleeper okay. who I, might not really be a sleeper match uh, as he's starting to gain traction, but Brendan Rice from USC. Ooh, heard about him. Yes. Jerry Rice's son, baby. Jerry, Jerry yeah. Rice's son. He's starting to get more traction. He originally was being talked as like a third or fourth round pick which would put yeah. him in definite sleeper territory. But now they're seeing him maybe going in the second round. So, uh, Yeah, he got to work on his separation, but I like him too. Yeah. He got he to gotta work on it, on the, you know, separation and routes. But he's learning from his dad. I'm pretty sure he'll get there. He'll get the speed. Uh, last... I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Me, me myself, yeah. I'm liking this yeah. Mar- Marshawn Lloyd person, man. He reminds me of a Damian Pierce type. Yeah. Somebody may be sleeping a little bit. I know Damian Pierce's um, career is a little bit off the road, but the guy seeing him at the Senior Bowl, he can catch, he can run. He He's a type that can get his own yards. He don't need, like, a, a, a bona fide line. He can make his own type of yards. But the catching was really stood out. Very stout, very stout running back. He's around the 220s, high 220s. I'm liking him. I have him, Mitch, actually as my third best running back in the draft. I won't even be surprised. This, the running back situation in the draft is going to be really tricky. So I'm I, hoping a lot of people reach in my dynasty draft so I can get yeah. the guys that I want and don't have to I, reach for it. But it's going to be so tricky. I still like Benson and Brooks, and then it's Lloyd, and then it's Bucky Irving for me. Those are my top four running backs in this class. But, I'm actually agreeing with you there. Let's, let's keep it on the hush, though, because one of my yeah. player mates is in here. Don't don't need well, don't need them to get any three of them three of them, uh, three of them in the in the in the roots of uh, roots of fight charity league. Everybody's in uh, all all of us all four of us are actually in that league right now. So. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Damn, you're already giving the secrets away. So, but no. yeah, um, watch some tape on Tory Horton. He's from Colorado, uh, plays at Colorado State. I think he'll probably go somewhere between the fourth and the fifth round or so. Um, yeah. But he's really smooth, man. Like, if you watch his his routes, and he's got decent size. I mean, he's not huge. He's six foot two, and he's about 185 pounds. But man, I just he he looks he looks pretty good, and he doesn't get a lot of um, he's not gotten a lot of love. But he's definitely someone in the so, yeah. right situation. Right in the right situation, he could he could definitely blow up um, for sure. So he's on my list. I still got to do a couple of more work on it, getting closer to the draft. So he's definitely on my list. Also, like Roman Wilson too, just to throw that out there. But yes, yeah. definitely will be looking for Tory Holmes. Yeah. Um, biggest thing for him, real quick, is that he's super dangerous in the open field. And he's got really good vision, and he can run after the catch. Um, I would say that his his biggest down his downfall is that he doesn't have elite level speed. He runs a four four five forty, but he's not like he's not gonna athlete you, right? He's not like Randy Moss, or he's not like a you know like one of these uh, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase who's just a pure better athlete, but he does. He might not be super fast at running, but I I feel like his his football. I I feel like his ability to create after the catch is is still incredibly um, quick. So what school did you say he was from again? Colorado State. Colorado State. Got it. Okay. Oh, yeah. also one thing back on that JJ McCarthy thing. I think he is going. He's better than Bo Nix and Penix. But I think uh, those, I think Bo Nix will get drafted before him, maybe. Um, but I, I I think long term JJ is a better than Bo, Bo Nix and Penix. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of Penix in the NFL. I I, I, still th- like I don't think he's gonna make it. I I do. I I I think Penix is gonna surprise a lot of people. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I think Penix is surprising people. It depends on where he goes, also, but you know, I think I think he could surprise people. In fact, the Vikings, I think at eleven, they trade down, re-sign Kirk Cousins to a one-year deal, maybe draft Michael Penix if they can trade down into the twenties in the first round and get get some more draft capital. Draft Penix there, or even in the early second round, and let him sit for a year or 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 so behind Kirk Cousins, and then bring him in. Um, you know, you don't need to rush him if you're the Vikings. Uh, you can take the approach like yeah. the Chiefs did, Patrick Mahomes, and how and you know like the uh, like the Packers did with Jordan Love. You know, and yeah, and, yeah. you know, go go that same route. Same for JJ. Yeah, I think he goes same to the Broncos. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, don't forget about Aaron Rodgers sitting the bench. Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers did that same thing, but. Uh, we are all out of time, guys. Mets, thank you for joining us. I hope you will be on our show again in a, in a, in a couple of weeks, man. We love talking to you. Uh, Josh no and Sam, it's been great. 
coming back. Uh, hopefully we have our new artwork and our new theme song for the podcast here shortly. As soon as somebody sends me something that I approve of, uh, it's been shit so far that's been sent to me. So, um, but uh, why are you the only one that approves shit? It's supposed to be a, a quad quad uh, person approval rating. Come on. I thought <laughs> I thought Sam told me this was a dictatorship. So uh, <laughs> I mean, you are a dictator, fucking Vladimir Putin. I think we lost Sam a while ago. Sam's been unusually quiet. He's probably just still got like a J in his mouth or something. That's why he's not talking. He's probably just fucking sucking down some weed over there. So uh, bacon muffins. You know that takes a while. High, bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. Thanks again, Mitch, for joining us. We'll be back at no it problem, next guys. week. Everybody have a great weekend. Have fun at the Super Bowl. Everybody be safe, and we'll be back around the, uh, next week. Let's win this, though. Peace out, guys. All right. Bye, guys. Those- With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.